Blaze the doja, grab your loved ones and bring them closer. Extra, extra, read the poster. The KKP is taking over. Sleeping on me, better smell the Folgers. I've been raising shops since the Motorola. Off of O, like the cover Oprah. Popping bottles, get all in the sofa. It's a celebration, though the times is hard. It's raining blessings, give it up to God. Chaotic culture, the greatest part. We can't the pro, the one in charge, but it's a celebration. Times is hard. It's raining blessings, give it up to God. Chaotic culture, the greatest part. We can't the pro, the one in charge. gentlemen and welcome to another edition of the chaotic culture podcast the pod where chaos rules and black culture is elevated and embraced this podcast will deep dive into modern black culture and how millennials and gen z can navigate the crazy parts from finances music black business highlights home ownership hbcus sports black nerd anime anime we cover all that and everything in between Live from the 7-5, I am the host and creator of the Cadet Culture Podcast, your boy Ked the Pro, a.k.a. the Calculator Millennial, a.k.a. the Cutlass Diamond, a.k.a. Don't be pushing on my buttons, get my cutlass and my a.k.a. Panda's favorite toxic adjacent king, a.k.a. your favorite Shadow Realm consultant, also known as the Negro Kage now. Don't ask how I got that nickname. Uh, shout out to Panda, uh, of course. Um, the A43 is me, but VA is where I stay. Always chaotic, but never toxic. Uh... Once again, back again, just living life. You know how these things go. I hope that if you got a chance to listen to last week's episode, you paid close attention. We had a great discussion on Miss Samara Curtis and the controversy surrounding uh, the cigar that she gifted to the gentleman that she was uh, dating and all that good stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, um, we stand in solidarity with Miss Samara and we hope that she continues to prosper and to get the coin, uh, because a lot of them people that was on TikTok and on Twitter was hating. So there it is. You know, we want to make sure that we support everybody who, especially people who are black who are thriving. And she seems to be thriving, and she seems to be having a wonderful time. So I don't know why people wanted to come with the discourse that they did, but it is what it is. Um, anyway, uh, I don't have the crew with me this week, uh, but. I do have a special, special guest in the building. Uh, so just to give just a quick little backstory, um, I've only known this person for uh, half a year. But um, in that time, uh, I've gotten to know her. Really dope person. She's really cool. Um, she is currently a student at Hampton University and is currently a part of the Hampton University Marching Force. And she is a member of of the Hampton University drumline, better known as Sticky Situation. So I got to bring uh, a person who is from Sticky to the building today, to the podcast, to, you know, tell you a little bit about her life and her come up and, you know, the, the plans that she's got going on. Uh, so with that being said, let me introduce to some, but just get you familiar for those who already know who this is, to Miss Jasmine Bowens, a.k.a. Jazz. What's going on, Jazz? My name is uh, Jasmine Bowens, a.k.a. The Real Jazz Hands on Instagram. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. 
and I am a current student at Hampton University. Thank you for having me on. Hey, pleasure having you over here. Glad we finally got the chance to get you on the podcast. I know it's been a long and arduous season, but, you know, I said once the season was done, we were going to get you on here and, you know, talk a little bit about your experience here. So, um, first and foremost, uh, let me start by asking, because we check on everybody's mental health, how is your mental health going? Uh, my mental health is great right now. I'm just the happiest I can be, actually. Um, my grades are going pretty good. Uh, my family's doing good back home. I'm just, like, living and loving the college experience right now. Okay. It's really good. Hey, that's what's up. That is what's up. Glad that you are uh, loving your experience so far. And glad that you are just the happiest that you have ever been right now. So yeah. that's what's most important is making sure that you are happy and not out here, you know, having mental breakdowns and things like that. You know, right. mental health is important. And we stress that on this podcast Definitely. often. So, yeah, um, just for the audience, my mental health, it's been pretty good. You know, can't complain. I got a chance to check in on my mom and grandma. They seem to be doing pretty good. Uh, everybody in the family is all right. I'm all right. You know, still making some job transitions at the moment. Uh, switching to a different department possibly, but still, you know, everything is still pretty good. I cannot complain. It ain't going to do me no good anyway. So, um, anyway, uh, before we get started, Jazz, uh, just want to, now you're good, uh, just want to uh, ask, how does it feel to be sticky? And, you know, you can answer that to the best of your ability. Uh, it feels great. It's just, I feel like I'm more connected with, you know, everybody like on the drum line. Um, we've been through a lot like this first year and just being able to say that I'm sticky is like a really big accomplishment, you know, mm -hmm. working hard and everything, you know, trying to learn everything, all these different cadences. It wasn't easy, but you know, I'm blessed and God was by my side and got through it. Hey. That's what's up. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. Uh, so, um, with that, we're going to get into a few of these questions. Um, first and foremost, what got you interested in playing percussion and, and actually, you know, playing a musical instrument? So, um, I was that type of uh, student that loved to play, like, with pens and pencils and just tapping on their desk, making random beats. Mm -hmm. And at the time... He was our computer teacher. I don't know if you're familiar with Mr. Um, James Rouse III. I actually am, yeah. and I'll tell you about that later. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> was my computer teacher at my elementary school, and he just so happened to walk by as I was making beats, and he, was, he asked me after class, he's like, hey, you want to join the school's drum line? And at the time, you know, I was like, hey, I'm not doing anything, you know, so I joined, and started off playing on not even an actual drum, a Home Depot bucket, which is crazy. Mm. And um, figured out he later had, like, an academy called Atlanta Drum Academy. Mm -hmm. I joined that maybe, I think, the next year. And I played tenor drum for about six or seven months, and I moved to snare. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. You Six or seven months, and you already on snare. How old were you again? It's probably, like, 11. Yeah. Sheesh. 10 or 11. Look, man, I, I kind of wish I had that experience when I was 10 or 11. I was <laughs> picking up a drum for the first time, doing concert man at 11, and learning how to read music at that time. But, <laughs> hey, that's that's a dope story. Um, Appreciate it. To kind of go on in your story, yeah, I'm familiar with uh, James Ross III because uh, during my uh, high school escapades, uh, at my the beginning of my sophomore year and the beginning of my junior year, I had attended South Carolina State's high school band camp. And, 
this is during the time where the director of bands for the Marching 101 was um, just like that. The name escaped me, but uh, it's going to come back to it. Um, he was the former director of the Morris Brown College Band. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you, any of you have seen the movie Drumline, I know some people will say J. Anthony Brown played the director, but the dude who was sitting right next to him was the actual uh, director. Um, and and I don't know why the name uh, escapes me because now he's the band director at Allen University. He's actually brought up the uh, um, the the program there, and and, and I'm gonna remember it in a second. Um, I want to say it's uh, his last name it has to be Ellis, but either way, that's how I ended up um, meeting Mr. Riles. Um, so yeah, it it was. Definitely an interesting experience because he came and helped out the percussion, and that was my first experience. Um, yep, and I and I was right. It's uh, Mr. Eddie Eddie B. Ellis. I don't know why that was such a why my brain blipped for a second, but yeah. So Mr. Ellis was the band the director of bands at South Carolina State, and I ended up meeting Mr. Riles up there for the first time at 15. He probably doesn't remember this because it's all the way back in 2006, but still, um, that was my first experience with him and then the next year he came back for the uh, the camp again uh during that time period as well uh and then oddly enough after that going into my senior year when i came back um i was put on another drum instead of snare i got put on bass uh and that's when i had uh tim green mm-hmm. and that's when he was the percussion instructor under ellis at South Carolina State before he went on to do bigger things. Shout out to Tim Green. Yeah, dude is a, a, a monster. Yeah. yeah, an absolute monster. Um, and I ended up running into Mr. Tim Green again at uh, Honda during the uh, the 2020 season before COVID hit. So um, definitely got a chance to reconnect and everything. So it, it was that was my experience with him. So I'm glad he was able to, you know, achieve that dream and actually bring people forth as far as percussion. And I see that he has created a prodigy here. Um, tell us a little more about the Atlanta Drum Academy. Um, Atlanta Drum Academy was established in 2011. Um, basically, uh, Mr. Riles really started it with just his son, his oldest son. Mm-hmm. And he decided to open it up to everybody. Uh, basically, gives kids, you know, opportunity not to be hanging on the streets or anything and actually do something, you know. Yeah. Um, so... That was just a way of bringing different kids from Atlanta, all different parts together to form one drum line mm-hmm. and build a family. So that's really what it did. Um, how long it been? Um, I, I consider it like a, like, you know, AAU, like basketball, you travel. I feel like that's what ADA is, mm. but it's just drumming. Right. So I, I love traveling and stuff, and we do competitions, different performances. We performed on... Little Big Shots with Steve Harvey. Oh. Uh, we performed at the Super Bowl, like at the, I think at the tailgate one time. Um, went to Chicago. We had like a little tour. Um, and just like different stuff like that. We just give kids so many different opportunities and exposure. Wow. Yeah. And that's what really put me like out there. Hey, man, that's an excellent program. And I kind of wish that I had something like that when I was coming up in the drum yeah. world. But, you know, I'm glad that... He, you got the opportunity, and I'm glad he was able to create that opportunity for mm-hmm. you. Uh, so, um, with you being a part of the Atlanta Drum Academy, let me ask you this: What kind of um, what high school did you go to? I went to Union Grove High School in uh, McDonough, Georgia, Henry County. Okay, um, that was um, 
when did I start going there? I think uh, so. I moved. I used to live in Clayton County, and I attended Lake Ridge Elementary School. That's the school that I met Mr. Oz in the mm-hmm. back. And then I, my sixth grade year, I went to Union Grove Middle, and then continued and graduated there. Okay. Um. Now let me ask you this: Was there a band at your high school? You said where was there? A band? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was yeah. There, okay. there was a band. It was a um more chorus style band. So I like to tell people like you know I got I got the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. I had like a chorus style whenever I went to school, and then when I went to like on Fridays we had practice for eighty eight like every Friday. We only practice like once a week. Um. So when when I went there it was more like show style, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I was blessed to just get both. Yeah. Okay. Uh, real quick off subject. Who's your favorite chorus style band in DCI? Uh, SCB. Okay, okay, let's go, let's go. Big, big SCV fan right oh, here. I'm probably gonna be mad if you ask. <laughs> he probably will. <laughs> we we all know. Um, for those who don't know, of course, um, the, one of the percussion instructors this year for the Hampton University Marching Force was the Ralph Nader, aka Booney. Um, uh, for those who know uh, BYOS or be bring your own style. Um, uh, from all the videos that he's posted and whatnot, at one point. Uh, Booney was considered the number two snare drummer in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, he marched with the Blue Devils as, lo- as well as marching with the Hampton University Marching Force. Um, that's crazy. T- yeah, and his senior year was actually my freshman year. But yeah, that's. I'm glad that you said that because I I am a big Blue Devils hater. Like I can't uh, I can't stand Blue I Devils. <laughs> He's probably gonna look at me like not you, but <laughs> now nah, I just I just think that Blue Devils win too much. It's like it's it's one of those winning programs, and you want to kind of see underdogs actually come up and uh, win. But Blue it. Devils have like won what how many times? Like almost twenty. <laughs> Since Scott their existence, is not playing no games though. Like, yeah, yeah, he's that, a beast. Yeah, the the Blue Devils are the uh, L.A. Lakers and Boston Celtics of the DCI <laughs> world of, of people who have paid attention to Drum Corps International. So, um, but SCV has always been my favorite drum line, and in tune, I became a fan of the entire core. Uh, my second is Phantom Regiment. So, okay, yeah. Um, but uh, and then third is Carolina Crown because Carolina. Carolina, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, um, with that, you know, being able to get the best of both worlds, let me ask you this: What made you decide you didn't want to do core style and just wanted to stick with traditional or show style? Um, well, I like number one, I like to like dance and express myself. Not saying that core style doesn't like express itself; it just wasn't more of my style. Mm-hmm. And you know, I started playing drums starting with show style you know so it was kind of like you know i was what i was used to maybe if i would have started core style maybe it would be different yeah but yeah i just i feel like i have a little bit more fun on the show style yeah but i definitely gained a lot from the core style especially like reading music Mm -hmm. um because it was at a time where my hands were way way better than like uh me reading and stuff Mm -hmm. so i wanted to improve on that and you know, I did. That's kind of the opposite of me. Yeah. My eyes were better than my hands. So, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where, like, I, I've told you this before, but when I auditioned for um, the Marching 101 and, mm-hmm. t- you know, and Tim Green looked at me and looked at my uh, chop level, he was like, okay, your hands are about average, but your eyes is crazy, bro. Like, you was able to read that, sight, that you sight read that music, and yeah. I didn't have to, like, tell you anything. Yeah. He's, he's, he was just like, man, I just wish the chops could have been a little better. And I'm like, I understood. But um, I didn't want to come in playing snare. I wanted to come in playing what, something else because I was tired of playing snare. That was just me. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. 
I would ask the same. Like, are you going to be playing Stanford for the, the remainder of your college uh, journey? Yeah, uh, definitely. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I, I didn't move. know if you. I can't, I can't move from her. Oh, uh, okay. All right, all right, man. I'm just checking. I, you know, if you want to hop on some sixes, you know, you, man, you know where to come from. Sixes, man, my back will be burning. Uh, I'll be on the ground. My back is still suffering, and I haven't picked up a pair of sixes since 2013. <laughs> that should tell you something. I'm saying, man. Um, but, yeah, okay, okay. Um, Now. I know from your experience and whatnot, for those who have not been paying attention, uh, the real Jazz Hands, if you go to her Instagram, uh, how many followers do you have on your Instagram? I think I have 7,000. I'm really trying to reach 10K right now. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you got a lot. Yeah. Um, let, me, let, me, let me pull up your Instagram page. Um, I think it's like 6,000. Yeah, you got 7,733 followers on your uh, Instagram. I don't know how much you got on TikTok. If you got any on nine, TikTok. I think I have 9,000. Oh, uh, okay. So, um, she she got she got a little little cloud over here. <laughs> um, let me ask what uh How did you start getting the attention on your um social media? Um basically um really it was Mr. Rouse, he really exposed us like he was really big on social media presence mm-hmm. so he started that like at a very young age and he always still to this day he still gets on to me about posting stuff because you know people want to see new things you know i can't just sit there and post one thing once a year you know that's not going to get you any um any uh you know like followers or anything mm-hmm. um so but just a couple of videos went out of me i went out of me playing and you know, more and more people started following me and, you know, looking at my page and like that. And I think that's how I grew my followers and stuff. And basically me posting, like, I try to post at least once a week. I'm, I've been slacking right now, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I try yeah. to post at least once a week or something. I got you. Um, yeah, and, and I'm looking at your page now where it says Princess of Chops. I'm like, you probably need to change that name. See, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Something about, like, Queen's Chops. I don't know. I mean, that's my SOS name. That's why it's happening. That's why it's I, I got you. I got you. Um, but yeah, if you, if you put Queen of Chops on there, then I mean that just shows how you've elevated, at least in my opinion. But th- don't take my word for it. You know, <laughs> you're the one that got the cloud over there. I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to build my uh, my page. Well, at least the not my personal page. I'm trying to build the, this uh, podcast page up. Be sure that y'all follow Chaotic Culture Pod on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, quick plug. Um, so yeah, okay, okay. Um, now with that, I just gotta ask. I know, cause I know you got offers from everywhere. So what made you decide that Hampton was the place to be? This is the question right here. <laughs> so when I was making my decision, of course, my last two options that I came down to was Norfolk and Hampton, and I just wanted to do something different really and make a bigger impact really and i felt like i could do that here um Hamp- i mean not Hampton, sorry norfolk has a an amazing battery an amazing percussion mm-hmm. um if i would have went there i would have been great i would have been good um but it was just something it was just something about hampton of course like i knew people already here and it felt more family orientated to me to be honest with you okay and just me coming here i just wanted to spark something too like i Hampton hasn't always been on the top, and I wanted to actually bring it there. That's my goal. I mean, yeah. I can't really deny that. You know, as much as I am uh, a 
a big, you know, because, I mean, I'm Sticky, too. So, it was just like, I really want Sticky to be up at, up at the top. But when I was marching with Sticky, unfortunately, we, we just weren't there. Yeah. And I can admit for a fact that Million Dollar Funk Squad, as much as I hate to admit it, they, they are the cream of the crop of drum lines. <laughs> so, uh, it was one of those things where I always wanted to beat Million Dollar, if nothing else. But we never, like got the opportunity to actually like battle them battle them for real for real when I was marching. Mm-hmm. Um but uh and rest in peace to Shaheem. But he got the chance to do that uh in my final grad year. Um so it was Million Dollar Funk Squad versus Sticky Situation or at the time the Hampton University drumline because we couldn't say Sticky for reasons that I'll go into later. But they had a battle and yeah million dollar tore us apart. Absolutely tore us apart. So I'm thankful that, you know, we've been on a come up since that battle. And from the work that I put in on the outside to where Steve, who was one of, you know, my kids and Sticky, bringing up the line, you know, during the years where uh, Tori Smart was the band director and then Dr. Jones coming in and continuing to build up the line with Dorian and colin and then getting um ethan and then getting you so it's uh and, and shout out to ethan if you listening to this bro we we miss you we miss you and caleb up here man i know y'all out there doing big money things but yeah just know that we we appreciate y'all uh so yeah it it i've seen the growth and i've seen you know what this line is capable of and shout out to y'all because that um Y'all got a chance to actually battle Norfolk again this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, it was dead even. Like, there was really, you know, some there were some mistakes on both lines. But yeah. as far as the talent level and as far as going head for head, mm-hmm. it was like for the first time, I'm thinking, yo, we can actually stand up to them. Let's go. So let me ask you that. How did that feel going up against Million Dollar? It was crazy. Like, it was my first college battle, so a lot of adrenaline was going through. But at the same time, I was like, we're going to show them, like, we ain't just been practicing, just been practicing. Like, mm-hmm. we've really been putting in work trying to get this drum line up there. And I feel like we just showed a lot of people that we're not playing, really. Like, we're coming the next few years. So it was a, it was a really big thing for me. And um, I was just really – I was really excited. Like, I remember I was standing there, and I, I remember Norfolk tap, tapped off. And I was just like, in my head, I was like, dang, here we go, here we go. Man, yeah. Hey. It was crazy, too. Like, I didn't know. It, it's crazy because, you know, you always watch a battle, like, on YouTube and stuff. Uh-huh. So, actually being there was so surreal to me. Like, I was like, dang, I'm going to go home on YouTube and I'm going to watch, <laughs> watch it. <laughs> hey. I'm going to go watch it. Hey, I'm like, bro, I was right there. I, I don't blame you. Uh, I don't blame you one bit. Because uh, that, that battle, to me, like, I was excited and I was so mad because during the battle... Um, I was actually recording it, and the battery died, so I was literally, like, booking it back to the stands, like, yo, I need a battery, I need a battery, I need a battery, so I can get the rest of this. Thankfully, people have phones, and thankfully, the camera was there, but still, um, I still enjoyed watching y'all, so, uh, yeah, I'm glad that you decided to make Hampton your home here, and I'm glad that Sticky is on the come up, and it's going to be remembered, so, let's, uh, 
ask a few more questions in regards to that. So, um, naturally, we see that you have become a member of this drumline and a part of the Hampton University Marching Force. What are, what were some of the best moments being in the band this season? Uh, definitely the battle, of course. Um, traveling, I would say, is like the most fun with the band mm-hmm. uh, especially like when we went to the Howard game I felt like that was a really fun experience even though our seats got taken away <laughs> mm. uh. that was crazy and it, it was it was like when our seats got taken away it just made us more like upset but also it, we walked in there we were like oh yeah we're here we're here and then we did that halftime show that's that personally that's my favorite halftime show okay nobody said but yeah, I just think traveling in Norfolk Gaming just um we have we have these little like parties like band organizations or whatever mm-hmm. um not organizations social events and you know with everything with us practicing late waking up early in the morning I think that's really needed so I think those are some of the best moments just coming together and vibing with each other. Okay. Okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. Um, yeah, that Howard game was a, a lot. A lot happened. Um, and for those who are not familiar with what happened during that game, so this this game actually took place at the uh, Audi Field. It did not take place at Howard's actual stadium because it too many fans would have probably overflowed it at this point. Mm-hmm. But it happened at Audi Field, which is a soccer field, and uh, during the the Truth and Service Classic, which is, again, hosted by Howard, uh, the band got placed in a section that was standing room only. And for those who are familiar with soccer uh, stadiums or, or uh, those standing room only stands, like there are no seats there. They're just fans who are in that, that section just waving and crazy and shouting and doing all of that, but they're not sitting down. So the fact that they put the band in a standing room only section and if you know where those bars are and whatnot, you know that instruments and musical instruments are not going to be able to fit there. So mm-hmm. there was quite a, a ruckus, to say the least. Thankfully, thankfully, uh, we had Hampton fans who were in the section over who willingly gave up their seats for the band to sit. But yeah, that was a very, very crazy, very crazy uh, trip in general because... We were late getting to the stadium. Oh yeah, um, we were. yeah, because like the the traffic was crazy, was nuts. And there's another traffic moment we're gonna talk about a little later. But yeah, that traffic getting into the stadium was absolutely nuts, and it just really. We were like, "Yo, the game about to start and whatnot," because we usually get there early, and Dr. Jones had planned for us to get there early. You know, because he is when when it comes to planning, he usually has these things mapped out. But just the traffic was so bad, it really, really was like, yo, we not gonna get there on time. Yo, we we like we couple, pulled up during halftime. Like we yeah, we, we it pulled was, up, we walked in, and did the halftime yeah, show, and, and that's literally what we had to do because we were a couple blocks away, and I'm like, yo, the first quarter already done started, so we had to unload the bus from the middle of the the streets and whatnot, and then walk to the stadium. And then mind you, Vice President Kamala Harris was there, so now we gotta go through. A check a checkpoint and have the dogs come through and check everything, and on top of the fact that we didn't have any seats at the time, so folks was just standing there until halftime in the uh, 
I guess with the fan area or in the vestibule or whatever you want to call it, um, we were literally outside the stadium, like just in the snack bar and waiting to <laughs> get into the actual stadium. And yeah, y'all really did not get on the field until halftime. Yeah. It was just like, we yo. We walked in there and I was like, ah. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was literally up on my perch recording like, yes, yes, okay. They they walked in with purpose. So I'm glad that uh, that was able to happen because a lot of people were asking questions like, where's the band? Where's the band? Where's the band? Mm-hmm. Uh, some Howard fans, of course, were making jokes that, oh, y'all didn't make it. I'm like, Oh, just y'all, just y'all wait, just y'all wait, and yeah, that that game was managed horribly, but yeah. we ain't gonna talk about it. We still pulled out a victory, so it at the end of the day, it don't matter. The crazy thing is, I thought Howard was gonna stay to battle, and they did not. That was my thing too. I was so ready to battle, and I was just like, bro, they marched out. And mm-hmm. I was like, what? Nah. <sighs> they didn't really have a lot of people though in their drum line. Like it was like two, three snares. Yeah, their their drumline is um Thunder Machine. They're they're just getting back to prominence. And uh, shout out to Derek Allen. I met him through my LB on, on Sticky, uh Tyrone. We uh we chopped it up and whatnot. He's really good and he can bring a lot back to that program. But yeah, they're in rebuild mode. So, but they've I think this time is a true rebuild because. I know they've been kind of rebuilding for the last ten, fifteen years. But I ain't gonna talk about that. Um, anyway, uh. Yeah, that was a crazy experience. Um, so, what is uh, what was your favorite trip? I was gonna say Howard trip, but now I'm thinking, and it, I think it was the Macy's trip. Okay, that was fun, especially going to Times Square. Never been to New York before. Uh, oh, word! Never, mm. never been. To, I didn't wait, know that. Let me think. No, I don't think I've never been. No, I haven't. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Funny story, actually. I was getting a hot dog, right? Uh oh. <laughs> and I never knew New York people were like so rude. Like everybody's in, like trying to go where they're going, and just like people don't always say excuse me or nothing. It was crazy. So I'm getting a I'm getting a hot dog, right? <laughs> I get my hot dog, and this man just comes out of nowhere and bumps me. He bumps me into the street, and Dick just starts going off. It curses him and everything. Like you bump my you bump Jazz into the street and stuff. <laughs> He's like, what is wrong with you? And the man just looked. It just kept walking. <laughs> I was just like, it's good. As long as you didn't make me drop my hot dog, I'm good. Cause uh. was, nah. <laughs> but nah, I think that was <laughs> I think that was the the most fun to me, the most fun trip. Um waking up I think we remember we were stuck in traffic in Manhattan. Oh my god. And that was oh. the day before the that was the day before the parade. Yes. And we had we had a nine o'clock curfew and we had to get up at one. One. And that was crazy. We didn't. I didn't get back to my my room until eleven. So I had like one hour of sleep. Yeah, it's crazy. Man. I I didn't go to sleep. Nah. Matter of fact, I laid down for like forty five minutes, and the next time I was up, I'm like, all right, yeah. So yeah, what happened is that our bus driver, um, he he knows New York. So the couple times that we were on our way like back to the hotel for for dinner and before the day before the uh macy's parade he would usually like cut through downtown and we would actually beat the other buses getting back to the hotel which was in uh jersey city right across the hudson well that didn't happen this time this time he cut through uh lower manhattan and yeah we were stuck in traffic for a good hour and a half maybe almost maybe two it was bad uh, we literally were at a standstill. So, I mean, at least we could say that we 
got stuck in New York traffic. That's a, <laughs> that's an accomplishment. Yeah, a, 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 a big accomplishment. But still, we literally were just like sitting on the bus and listen to gospel music. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you got a whole bunch of uh, percussionists, be they ignorant or otherwise, just you know trying to make sense of all of this and then it came to the point where Booney was like yo we gotta get off the bus and get these get some kids some food, food because yeah. by the time they get back to the hotel they're not gonna have time so yeah he let y'all off the bus we all grabbed some food and got back on the bus and in the same position in the same <laughs> position I think by the time that Los and uh, Rico yep. came back is when the buses finally started moving <laughs> it was like okay but uh yeah that was uh an experience to say the least um, I did like that Macy's trip though. I, 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 I definitely a wonderful experience. Would I do it again? I, I don't would. know. I would. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I. I think for me, uh, I was not in marching shape with y'all because I usually like march in the parades. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Y'all had to walk with us. And stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So usually, like, I'm I walk with y'all during parades, or I've walked with the band during parades, and I'm usually in again walking marching shape to where I can stick with the band and you know not fall behind. Macy's, ooh, boy, I was struggling. I'm sitting here like, yo, if I slow down, I'm going to fall behind. I now need to. The, now, the parade, I wouldn't do it again. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the one trip, thing. The trip, oh, I would do it again. But the parade, that was crazy. Like, the band was going so fast. And, you know, hey. we, got, we got drums on our legs. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. Yeah, because usually, like, with parades, at least you get a moment to stop and maybe a couple moments to stop, maybe catch your breath and whatnot. No, Macy's Parade was go, 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 go. go. I'm like, yo. If you stopped, it was, like, for, like, three seconds. Mm -hmm. We stopped for, like, more than three seconds, maybe one good time, and then just go from that that point forward. So, um, yeah, that was – the parade was definitely interesting. Uh, but that whole experience, I, I definitely, I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, other than the Howard and Norfolk game, was there any other games that you uh, that you liked? No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. 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 It's, it's all good because I mean I think the one trip that we didn't cover was like the ODU game, and I, I don't. Did we, go, uh, did we do? Uh, that was like our first battle, kind of, sort of like. Kinda. Okay. Kinda. They stayed like in the stands. It was just like a little practice type run. Yeah, I I'm no no shade to ODU's band, yeah, no, shade, no, shade. No, no shade at all. Um, but it's a different style, and the while they, you know, held well, they tried to hold their own. They didn't run out of material per se. They weren't really playing cadences that y'all. There was a couple times where they just played actual like stand beats, and I'm like, for me because I hadn't seen that in a while. I'm thinking like, yo, is this high school? But then I remembered, no, it's a core style college band. Of course, they're gonna have shortened beats, so. <laughs> They don't have four blown out long cadences in most cases, so I, I have to, again, no shade to ODU's band. They they did they what they did, and they did not, uh, they at least had enough music material to where they didn't get sat down or get chased out their own stadium. They held their own. Still got blown out, but they, they held their own. That's all that matters. Uh, so, let me ask you, uh, we talked about your current marching experience. We talked about your past. Let's talk a little bit about your future. What you got planned, um, not only for the drum line, but just for your career? Um, so I'm a music education major, and I want to be a percussion instructor. But um, also kind of like how, what Ralph does, basically, I want to travel and play drums and okay. pursue music a little bit like that. Um, I just feel like there needs to be like more especially like 
black black you know black percussion instructors in general but especially females you know mm-hmm. i want to be i want to be like one of the prominent per, i'm sorry prominent people to start that and just like start a trend kind of sort yeah because we see videos of ralph we see videos of harvey for those who don't know the percussion instructor at north carolina a&t um we see videos of these you know prominent male percussion but we don't get a lot of you know women percussions that are out there doing the same thing so i commend you for wanting to do that uh you just got to make sure that your as you said your social media presence as mr ross has said you got to keep posting yeah definitely Uh, um Maybe one day when Ralph gets back on this side of the water, y'all can start doing like maybe a BYOS video or something like that. Cause we uh, trying to do that this year, but we just had so much band stuff going on. <laughs> man. Nah, I, I feel that. Um, crazy thing. One uh one time when Keon was still the uh, instructor here, and mm-hmm. Keon and Ethan, they kind of did their own little yeah video as well. So I was like, yo, uh, and I was there watching, and I thought that was kind of dope. So hopefully y'all get to bring that back. Uh, so um. You said you wanted to be a music education, uh, you're a music education major, so I'm guessing that means that you want to, like, teach band at some level. Mm-hmm. Whether it's collegiate or high school level, kind of want to do collegiate. Okay. Yeah. So you think about collegiate, are you sticking, like, with HBCUs as far as the collegiate level, or are you thinking more PWIs or just wherever? Definitely probably, like, HBCUs. Okay. But, but who knows? Who knows where God wants me, you know, Hey, that's, you're speaking dream. facts right there, you know. Wherever God sends you. So, I definitely appreciate that. Um, have you gotten a chance to, like, teach at your own time or, like, get a chance to have students in front of you? Uh, when I go back home, you know, I help Mr. Owls, like, teach um, at ADA. Sometimes I write a couple cadences. Um, I've actually had my own lessons before. I've had kids come in and teach the youth and stuff. And that's that's really that's really it, yeah. We've done, I've done, like, clinics, too, where I went to, uh, just recently, I think it was over the summer, yeah, it was in July, I went to Canton, Ohio. Oh. And this was with Mr. Riles and his two sons, and we taught, uh, I can't remember what their name is, um, but it was a youth drum line, and we stayed there for about, I think about three days, three or four days, and we just taught them, and I just, I enjoyed that. It just got me more exposure and more experience with teaching, so. Okay. Okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. Um, do you also think that uh, not only traveling and, you know, making videos and whatnot, do you also plan, like, to have clinics like what uh, Ralph does? Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, definitely. Cool, cool, cool. Well, I, I'm definitely looking forward to your uh, plans outside of school. Let's talk about what you're going to do for this drum line, man. Like, what are, what are some of your plans for the Hampton University drum line, also known as Sticky Situation? I could definitely, I just really want us to be in that conversation, like Norfolk and NCAT, just getting us to the top, you know. Um, that's just one, one of my goals, really, is just to have, I think I told you this, too, like, have, like, a, it probably won't happen, but I want, like, a three-way battle, right? Mm. <laughs> I want, like, okay. a three-way battle is going to be us, us, Norfolk, and NCAT. And I just want us to win so bad. That would be lie. dope. That would be really dope. Yeah. Really. That that would be extremely dope. Um, to see a three way battle between Cold Steel, Million Dollar, and Sticky. Yeah. I I I am all for that, especially because like on social media, as the drum line is starting to get really recognized now, you hear people who actually are including you guys 
uh, in the top 10 or top five drum lines out there, which in the past was never the case. Um, as good as we like to say that we were, we just were not in those conversations as far mm-hmm. as uh, Cold Steel or Million Dollar. It was either them two or them two and Sudden Impact at uh, Bethune-Cookman or BBI at South Carolina State. And those were like mainly the those main four as far as like at the top. Sometimes you may hear about DOA at Central, but you don't really like hear that much. But um, yeah, those were the in my opinion, those were the four lines to beat. And if I when I was marching, I always tried to hold myself to that standard. I'm like, yo, if I can't, you know, if I don't look my best against A and T or I don't look my best against BBI, like um. I'm not doing my part. So, I, you know, I gave Cape to everything that I did, but it still was like I always try to hold myself to that higher standard. Like, if I if I were in front of these drum lines, any of those four drum lines, I, I want to win. So, I, I definitely appreciate you being, you know, having that mindset because I know that y'all want to take this drum line to the top. And I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Speaking of, I know that you said that you play snare. Like, are you the... I know that you're not the only rookie on this airline, but you're the only freshman. Yes, I am. <laughs> hey, that's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. Rui and Tyler are sophomores, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, due to COVID, couldn't really have a year last year, so mm-hmm. we're all rookie brothers and sisters. But I'm the only freshman on the snare line. Hey, that's that's still incredible. You know, not to say that snare lines didn't haven't had freshmen before, but just to see where you are as far as your skill level and just you. where you want to go. Um, you know, I I don't want to you know put no pressure on you, but I, we definitely got high hopes for you. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. definitely, definitely expect some great things out of this line. Uh, now, other than snare, I know you said that you're not leaving snare as far as uh <clears throat> drum line, but like, do you play set or anything like that? I play a little bit of set. Uh, I'm decent, I would say. Okay. Decent. I keep a steady pocket. Hey, <laughs> I'm not going to go too crazy. Hey, hey, that's that's real. You know, I know some people who do that and then some people who go crazy on the on the set. But I just wanted to uh, ask because I know that there are a few members of Sticky, especially in the past, who mm-hmm. absolutely nuts. Uh, you've heard of Rain Man? Have I heard of Rain Man? Yeah. No. Okay. So his real name is Eric Gaston. Mm-hmm. But Rain Man is the... Per, uh, he is the drummer for Charlie Wilson. Really? Yes. And when I tell you the first time I saw him on set, I was like, "Yo, okay, uh, yeah, he's he's absolutely nasty." I'll, I'll let you see if I can find a page, and I'll see if he uh you know has a clip and whatnot. Dude is dude is phenomenal. So um yeah uh there there are plenty of people who are sticky out there that are like doing what you're doing. Um, and, or, you know, trying to become music instructors mm-hmm. and things like that. And I'll tell you about those, who, those folk and, you know, what advice they can give you as far as your, um, your studies at Hampton and, you know, you trying to become a teacher. So I think that your, your, your path is pretty much set for real, for real. Like you, you got a, a lot going for you and I hope yes, that, sir. I hope that you will be able to uh, succeed. That's, that's why we bring you on, bring let me get my words right. That's why we bring people on to this podcast because we want to make sure that we are highlighting those who are in their communities doing wonderful things or getting ready to do wonderful things. And obviously, you got a little bit of clout 
on social media. So, you know, we want to make sure that we continue to expound upon that and just build you up so that way when you go out into the community, you know, your name will be known just as well as Booney or just as well as other pe- folk out here who are percussion. Speaking of which, uh, l- let's talk about this viral moment. Uh, so, uh, for those who have not been paying attention, I don't know who this dude is, um, but he was part of some regiment and, that we saw at Macy's. And, yeah, Jazz chopped him up. They got the battle, and, and, and Jazz literally literally chopped this dude up. Dude. So, tell me what was... I know that... Tell the audience what, you know, what was going through your mind, if anything at all. Um, so... Before we even had the little battle, um, we were taking a picture together. Um, and so all the snares lined up and took a picture. And I went to go put my drum down. I can't remember who I was talking to. I think it was either Royal or Nyla. And I, you know, I hear my name being called. like, Jazz, Jazz, Jazz. And I come over. I'm like, what's up? And it's like, you want to do this battle? He's like, you finna battle this boy? I was like, okay, okay. Remind you now, before we even did the battle, when we was taking the picture, he had came up to me. He was just like, "Are you, you know, are you jazz from ADA and stuff?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. And he just, you know, he's like, "You dope." And I was like, "Appreciate you." And he took a little flick, and then when I came up for the battle, I was like, "Okay, we can, we can do that." And so everybody just started like crowding, and I was just like, "Oh, it's, this this to be like a like real real battle." <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, because I had a video, I had a video going like viral, as like kind of as we were at Macy's mm-hmm. and so I was like it's probably gonna go viral too so and, and so I, I was like okay who wants to go first and he's like you can go first and I was like okay okay and at that moment everything just went blank I really I don't even know I wasn't even thinking <laughs> at that moment <laughs> no nah, that's real I might have to go look at that clip again just to <laughs> just to see it happen in real time um yeah yeah uh so uh, did y'all get a chance to like exchange information or anything like that? Or yeah, I found out that he's he's from Atlanta actually. Oh, crazy. Um, so I don't know how it really works, but he said he got picked. I guess he auditioned for like the Macy's thing. I don't know like if Macy's Macy's had their own band. I think there were. Yeah. I think that that was their man. Their one of their bands anyway. Yeah. So he so he said he got picked, and so he came up and. Like, they were going to march and all that. So, I found out he's from Atlanta. And he currently, he just auditioned for the Braves drum line. I heard it, though. Mm, okay. Yeah, I heard that from my instructor. Um, he is, I think he's a senior in high school now. Um, okay. So I I have his Instagram still. You know, I still text him, keep in touch with him. Make sure he's straight. Okay. Yo, that's what's up. Yeah. For one, I didn't know the Braves had a drum line, too. I knew that the, the Hawks and the Falcons did, but the Braves got one as well? Yeah. <sighs> Heavy hitters. Shout hey. Out, shout out to heavy hitters. Uh, my um, my uncle Bernard Smith plays with them. He's the I think he's the cap- yeah he's the captain now. Shout okay. Out to them. They're going crazy. Hey, that's real, man. Uh, all of Atlanta sports got a they own drum line. That should tell you just how big the drum line and the band culture is in Atlanta. So def- definitely shout out to y'all. Um, I, I'm trying to figure out if I got any other questions, but I think we've answered just about everything. Um. And then just to keep the audience updated, this is actually our second time talking because we tried to record an episode uh, before and my computer and my system glitched and yeah, it deleted it. So this is our second time doing this, which is why I wasn't like, because I usually start posting and start like doing the social media stuff on Mondays and whatnot, but I have not been able to get to it. So we're just going to have to do that 
after we record. So yeah, um, definitely, definitely glad to have Jasmine uh, on this platform here. Um, I definitely appreciate you coming through, sharing a little bit about your story, uh, and, and a little bit about what you plan to do and what you got going on and the plans that you have not only in place for the line, but also the plans that you have when you leave Hampton and when you become an educator. We definitely need more black educators out here. Um, I will always say that we need more black male educators especially, but we definitely just need more black educators in general. So definitely go out here and, you know, change the world, make the world your oyster, or however they say that. Saying. So um, did you have any comments before we signed off? I just want to shout out uh, Hampton Drumline, Sticky Situation Official, um, Ralph Nader for Prez. I don't know what Harvey's Instagram is. <laughs> is it O O underscore G? I cannot remember. <sighs> shout out to Atlanta Drum Academy, James Rouse the Third, Tim Green, my mom, my dad, <laughs> my brother, <laughs> my dog. <laughs> just shout out to those people and um, just whoever's listening. You know, um, always be yourself. And stay true to yourself and always just keep God by your side. Okay. Hey, definitely appreciate that. You got any questions for me before we sign off? Uh, what made you start playing drums? Oh, man, my story. Um, So my brother actually was a uh, drummer. Mm-hmm. Uh, So my brother's 10 years older than I am. So mm-hmm. uh, everything that he did, I kind of wanted to emulate. And the first time I actually saw him play a drum, he was 13. Um. It was, I was three years old, mind you, and don't ask me how I remember this, but um, he was playing some, at some event for his middle school, which was Oprah Middle, and he was on snare, and that, that's the only thing that I can remember from that, and that it was raining, but um, afterwards, I just saw him go through high school as being a part of the Fort Dorchester High School drumline, which is my high school drumline, uh, and seeing the years that he went as starting out as a, a Quint player, and then moving up the snare, and then becoming captain. So I always wanted to like emulate him and try to follow in his footsteps. And he played set too, so I was trying to do everything he was. So I just was, you know, as a little kid, I used to bang the pots in the in the kitchen and things like that as well, uh, play around with them and whatnot. But then uh, at 11, I was like, okay, I'm in middle school now. I'm gonna go ahead and start like taking this seriously and pick up a drum. So. Middle school, went to, uh, you know, started band, started reading music, and was just going through the motions until I got to high school. Now, high school, um, I was debating on whether I wanted to play football or whether I wanted to be in band, because uh, at that time, I had, um, was practicing for the B team and was actually trying to get up to JV, but then my, just, I couldn't leave music alone. I'm like, yo, I love music too much, so I ended up joining the the marching patriot band at fort dorchester high uh and because they had all their slots filled i was front ensemble so i was like all right well i'll spend a year in the front ensemble and eventually move my way up to the battery so the first year front ensemble and then second year i got put on bass uh, while i was trying to get my hands right for snare uh and then all the vets quit except for like one or two so because the vets quit, and we were a small drum line too. It was literally like four basses, two snares, and, and one quint player. So two of the snares and the quint player left. And so we're just sitting here like, what do we do? So they found a way to get two or three more people 
to fill in those slots, and then I ended up getting moved to snare. Um, since there was only two snares, they designated me as the, I guess at that point, the caption head of snare drums. But of course, I'm a sophomore, and uh, you know I'm not old enough to be captain. It's not when you got, you know, vets there who know the the system and whatnot. So, um, went through that. Then my junior year, uh, we actually grew the line to nine. So now it's like five bases, one quint player, and three snares. And I, of course, I'm center snare. That's um, crazy. That's how my was. Yeah. yeah so, um, I became what they call drum sergeant, which pretty much I was second in command of the mm-hmm. line, because uh, they gave the drum captain spot to the the quint player. Uh, then he left, and I got promoted to captain. From that point forward, uh, the the only thing that I hated was that they switched us back to match grip as opposed to traditional, because I was traditional, um, my sophomore year. But they switched us to match because they said it fit the. Uh, the show better because we were doing a World War Two show. Not, I, I don't know how they came to that conclusion, but whatever. Um, still, that's how I ended up playing drums. And then I came to Hampton. Uh, I didn't know if I was going to be in band. It's almost like the same circumstances. Like, do I really want to do band again? I sat in one practice, and I'm like, yeah, I can't leave it alone. Because I always loved watching marching bands and i've always loved it's ever since my brother was part of it my brother had also attended south carolina state's high school band camp back when he was in high school ellis was not the director back then because this is back in the 90s and this is when their band camp was like in july as opposed to june so i'm watching and i was like you know what i one day i want to march in in a black in an hbcu band I want to, and then throughout high school, that was my goal, was to get to an HBCU, have that HBCU experience, and be a part of the band. Gotcha. I auditioned, of course, in high school throughout different bands and whatnot in different band programs. Uh, Prairie View had offered me a scholarship, but my mom didn't want me going out to Texas. It'd be like that. Yeah, yeah, and and I don't blame her. Um, but then Cookman didn't offer me anything because um, Wells wanted me to audition again because I'd left my audition piece in the car. And it was just like, and I didn't realize that I did that until we got back to the hotel and the day was over and I found it. I'm like, I almost like I cussed. I didn't do it in front of my mom, but I cussed like, "Mm." so uh, afterwards, you know, an audition for South Carolina State. I didn't hear anything back from them at all as far as like not even band scholarship, but just in academics in general. And like, and I had a high GPA when I was in high school. So it was just like, dang, I didn't hear anything from them. I didn't hear anything from Bethune Cookman. I don't know what else to do. So I was like, Hampton is technically my third choice academic wise. So I had, but I had no intentions on being a part of Hampton's band until I went to that one practice in the middle of band camp mm-hmm. and was like, yeah, I can't leave band alone. This is during freshman movie. And I'm just like, yeah, I got to go back. <laughs> I got to go back. And at that, again, all the spots were filled. So I just, I was placed on symbols. And that's how. That started. So, yeah, that's that's kind of how I started playing drums. Uh, I play set a little bit. I actually play for a gospel group in Newport News. They call themselves Salt of the Earth to make sure that I at least maintain my, my you know, my chops and whatnot to be sure I don't lose nothing. But, that's, yeah, that's a little bit about my story for those who haven't heard it a million times or anything. That's that's a little bit about me and my, my, my drum career. Uh, so now I'm just trying to get my chops back to be sure that I can at least keep up with y'all as long as I'm here. I want to be sure that, you know, when y'all go through y'all practices and, re- and rehearsal runs, that I can at least 
keep up for the most part. Mm. Um, when it comes to bass and tenor drum and cymbals, I have no problems with. But I, I already know that the quints far exceed my skill level <laughs> just because, like, I thought that I was, you know, getting better at uh, quints and sixes. And then Zay comes in and I'm just like, I have nothing to teach him. <laughs> I have nothing to teach them except for the cadences that I know. Because his technique far exceeds mine at this point. So, I, he, dude, the, the man is dope. Yo, shout out to Zay. If you hear this, bro, big shout out to you. Um, so, um, yeah, yeah, uh, that's that's my story. So, uh, any other comments and thoughts before we officially sign off? I think I'm good. Okay. All right, all right. Um, by the way, uh, Harv's page is O underscore G underscore Harv. Yeah, I wasn't going That's a lot. <laughs> shout out to Harvey, though. Um, yeah. Uh, so with that, we are once again going to shout out the Hampton University Drumline. Be sure that you follow them on Instagram at Hampton Drumline. You can also follow the Sticky Situation Official Instagram page at Sticky Situation Official. With that, of course, we got to name the usual suspect here uh, for signing off. Let me just make sure I got all my uh, podcasts that everybody should check out, of course. For those who already know, I am a Patreon subscriber to Mike Check Wife Waifu, Worst Generation Podcast, and Planet May Podcast. For your anime consumption, please be sure that you check those podcasts out. You can also check out Animalytical, where things get critical as well. Every Tuesday, Hot Take Tuesdays, they host their podcast on Clubhouse. They might be moving to Twitter spaces, but still definitely check them out. Also check out the Alt Arc podcast with Moody Senpai whenever they whenever she starts that up. Uh, Dad needs to talk. Definitely check him out. Uh, my boy, uh, he's been helping me out a lot on the technical side. So definitely shout out to the father of Vash. Uh, Truth and Transparency podcast. If you haven't heard our episode, be sure that you check it. Check them out. Shout out to Brother X and the Culture Scientists inside the mind of a blur. Shout out to all nine of them. Uh, the session with Jay and Trey. Uh, for those who've been paying attention, definitely check them out. The, they are really hilarious. And uh, shout out to, to them. We are definitely going to do a podcast episode together one of these days. Uh, Bruno Honesty with K Renee. Be sure that you check out her podcast. That is my homegirl. Please be sure that you support her and also support her books. She her pen name is Sedona Rose. Please be sure that you support her books and novellas. She is a really, really dope storyteller. Uh, with that, as far as black content creators, definitely shout out to Black Anime. That's black with two X's. Um, definitely shout out to them and, and to HBCU Anime. Uh, shout out to Sundari. Please be sure that you go to YouTube and subscribe to these pages. Uh, Dagichi Gamer, my my girl Kiana. Um, definitely shout out to her. She has gained an, a, a massive following. Please be sure that you follow her on Instagram. Well, no, not Instagram. Be sure that you follow her on Twitter at Dagichi Gamer um, and follow her Twitch. Uh, and then shout out to Acres Metro Comics. If you haven't checked out that episode, definitely check out uh, Calvin here. Uh, we do have an episode where we highlight his uh, his comic books, so definitely check them out. Uh, for black businesses, definitely shout out to Already Paid. Uh, that's our boy Dre, who is also part of Sticky Situation. He's got his own clothing line. Y'all have heard the ads that I've done for him as well. Just be sure that y'all check him out, apstyles.com. Uh, Cream Cosmetics with my girl Naima. Definitely check her out. I believe that they have moved the brunch, the pop-up brunch at MLH Boutique to the end of February. I will keep you guys posted on that. Uh, shout out to Mind Over Money with Miss Tremaine. Uh, y'all have heard the season one episode where we talk about finances. Please be sure that you check her out as well especially if you are a black woman who is trying to get her finances together and her budget together 
definitely check her out. I kid you not, she will she will be successful and uh, helping you out. Uh, definitely shout out to Miss Meredith Stone. Uh, she has been going crazy with the real estate, as well as my homegirl Mariah Bellamy. Uh, they they've been going crazy with real estate so far. So be sure that you check out their pa uh, their pages. Uh, I believe uh, Meredith's page is, is like Stone Real Estate, I believe, on Instagram. I know Mariah is sold by Bell, so definitely check her out. Um, otherwise, you can check out Meredith's page at Etched in Stone. Definitely check her out. I'm going to find out what her official page is because she really usually has it on there. Um, and if she doesn't, it's all good. I'll find it later. Uh, with that, the other black business that we have, shout out to Studio Maho, uh, my boy Pat and Allende. They have been really, really working hard. Um, they are black mangaka, and you don't see that often. So definitely check out their uh, manga. You can check out Blade Titans and god punch i definitely have my copies from them signed by them so shout out to them for that uh shout out to concept moon with strange keith it's always uh she designs to my homegirl aaron who has helped make the business cards and is going to help with a alternate design for our logo here uh that is coming soon so stay tuned to that and shout out to black magic with my girl lauren who has not only done uh faux locks but also does different jewelry as well so definitely check out Black Magic. That's capital B L A C K M A dash J I K. Black Magic, I believe that's how you pronounce that. Uh, with that, I think we covered all the highlights. So be sure that you like, share, and subscribe to the Chaotic Culture Podcast. Please be sure that you like and follow our Facebook page. You can follow us on Instagram at Chaotic Culture Pod and follow us on Twitter at Chaotic underscore culture you can follow me ked the pro that's k3d the pro on all social media you can follow my co-host law on instagram at l.jr underscore 96 and you can follow him on twitter at law 96 underscore you can follow my other co-host nasa on all social media at call me nasa or underscore call me nasa please be sure that you subscribe to our patreon account that's patreon.com forward slash chaotic culture pod and you can donate and subscribe on any of the four levels, whether it's $2, $3, $5, $10, $20, it does not matter. We still appreciate your support. If you subscribe to our Patreon account, you will be getting exclusive content for the podcast. And with that, that wraps up another episode of the Chaotic Culture Podcast. So, uh, once again, thank you, Jazz, for coming through and blessing us on this podcast. We yes ma'am yes ma'am we appreciate you we appreciate you who have tuned in and listened to this podcast episode so with that until next time folks remember embrace the culture chaos rules be blessed be safe God is love deuces look it's chaos in these streets so let's talk about it please let's hold some conversation you see where I'm coming from yes it's so amazing go ahead get comfortable you can grab a seat take a load off your feet yeah welcome to the table we don't tell no lies over here this ain't no fable we just live our lives over here we ain't no angels we just shine our light over here we got the power uh, we just showing love over here cause everybody needs some yeah and we don't need a reason everybody needs some we're living in a chaotic culture. We're living in a chaotic culture. We're living in a